Okay, we're in the uh, ready that five, four. Do you want to open it up? So what's up, Wes? What's yeah, up, man? so uh, good guys. to hang out with you again. Hell yeah, dude! I'm mm -hmm. glad you made it out here again. I was I always worry sometimes. Worried about what? Well, because you know we got stuff going on in our lives, mm -hmm. and yet I think we've only missed one podcast with this. Right, and I I didn't have a platform then anyway, so it worked out. But yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been as as the things reopen, everybody's getting busy. Ha have you reached a thousand subscribers yet? You're so close. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm already like at uh, one point two. Well, we're gonna two. cheers to your thousand subscribers. Yeah, that's oh, a good celebration. I didn't think I'd get there. Uh, well, yeah, well, I did, but I just didn't know how long it would take. So has it affected? Um, as far as your do YouTube, how does that work? And you're starting to get some income coming in. Uh, no. what you well, got? okay, so you got other get... than them trying to shut you down, they're like, "Man, we see the potential here. We got to shut them down because hmm. Wes is going to take off." <laughs> so you have to have. Uh, here's the thing, though. YouTube thing is a game in itself. Uh, that's why all the YouTubers they talk about the algorithm stuff because they're basically trying to play a game. And what you have to have is a thousand subscribers and four thousand concurrent. Uh, no, not concurrent. Four thousand watch hours. Um, so 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 hours. And uh, I'm like not up to that. I'm not even at 2,000 yet. So the way to do that is do live streams. Mm. Because what YouTube wants you to do is they want people to watch your videos for a long period of time and then stay on your channel and like watch more of your videos. That That's what they like. Yeah. So like run the advertising dollars. Exactly. So pay you, they want to get their worth out of it, right? Yeah, I need to set up a set time. I think maybe probably on like a Friday afternoon I may mm -hmm. start doing some live streams like market recaps and things like that. So okay. that's on my that's my head. Well, dude, so, cheers to a thousand subscribers, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, it's oh, do my thing. When did we start this? Because honestly, about this time last year was was um, the, you know, definitely I was not working out of the COVID. And, I want to say August. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because right. I started my channel in June, and then I think August I started doing this. So hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I did my first uh, video in April too. Uh, Go back, or maybe it was March. I don't know. Either way, man. Like, well, everybody started doing those new things because you had all the time on your hands. Oh, I was definitely mm -hmm. on my paid vacation. So yeah, but I see the gardening is kind of taking the. It's kind of one, hasn't man, it? Man, the uh, yeah, I like the aquaponics, dude. I built that deck right around this time. Actually, I started building it. I got furloughed March twentieth on my mom's birthday on a Friday, and I started building that deck uh, March twenty first. Mm -hmm. I was actually and the only reason I knew that is because looking through the pictures last night with my mom and dad and my uncle. And uh, I was like, man, man, come a long way. So, but yeah, here we are. And uh, I love to talk about the effects of all that. Clearly, the markets have come way back in some. Mm, well, it's slowed down. I mean, this is not last year, that's for sure. Um, things are just a lot slower. It's been, uh, there's been less and less activity, even on Discord and things like that, I've noticed, um, because the big, Fast money just isn't there for people, and that's what a lot of people coming out of it. There's not much. Somebody asked me just the other day. It's like, so you, uh, so you'd benefit from volatility. I'm like, yes. Like right now, it's just sitting back and just waiting for uh, the statistics to play out, which is that we have a Democratic president with a unified Congress. So we statistically have, like in the political environment, the best conditions for a bullish year. Mm. So you just have to be long, even if it is making all time highs. I mean, I, I went through that when you know when we were back in trading in the office. You know, we were waiting for the next crash, yeah. you know, to come every day. It was going to be, a, you know, another 2008, yeah, yeah. another car crash. And it just never came. Remember that 2013, we really started working. That was like the, the yeah. most, like, it was just crazy how bullish that year was. I remember Manesh noting that. He was like, this is a crazy year. We didn't know. We were just like, oh, okay, stocks, cool. They go on. Yeah, yeah. But it, it really is. Um, 
It has been kind of crazy, but you know, a lot of people, you know, somebody asked me just this week, I was on a chat, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about taking a put right now on the spy. Uh, what do you think about that? I was like, uh, well, yesterday I made an all time high, so you're in a bull market. So good luck with that put. I mean, what can I say? I, Except I, uh, you're not going to make money. <laughs> I don't know what to say either. I was talking to my parents last night and my uncle because I just think like this weird economics 101 has gone out the door. But mm. um, what we did yeah, talk about was is they got a they got a um, you know a hedge fund guy that, that manages their money in their retirement, mm-hmm. and uh, he was talking with them about you know they've been doing like 12, 15 percent return, and that is what. Probably, on what? Uh, just on their account, on their stuff. So mm, that's kind of sus. He was, he was uh, talking about that a month know, or a year. Like, I don't know the details. Oh, I just, okay. I just I just know that he his the final conclusion was that, that he wasn't going to get this too much longer. He felt like the markets were going to slow down. Oh, okay. It was going to pull back. Those type of returns weren't going to be that awesome. You know, well, it's been good for the last and, couple and, years. And it gave me a number because I'm up 10% in my account, in my mm-hmm. retirement account. I was like, all right, well, I'm kind of keeping up with the professional. That's cool. Oh, so that's what he has been up, not what they're promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. No, no, that's he fine. Was, he's, he, they've been fortunate enough to get okay. 12 to 15%. Yeah, I mean. And he was giving them a heads up like, this is probably going to slow down. So I was at a, a meetup uh, about a week and a half ago, and I spoke to a person that is a professional wealth manager. And he actually, we we totally nerded out because he's a wealth manager, but he does technical analysis, so we had a great time talking. And he showed me his spreadsheet of uh, where he had done his own calculation of inflation, where you know you have the Fed, which they've taken out gas prices and food prices from inflation, which is that's what consumers buy. I mean, it's the consumer price index. I mean, yeah. what do consumers buy most of? Like, anyway, Fed makes up numbers to instead of actually targeting the two percent inflation, they target showing as 2% inflation. And so he was looking at the money supply and housing prices and a few other things, and he came up with an inflation number of 12% over the last year. Wings. What is, what is, what's been the increase in chicken wings? Man, a lot. Dollar well, no. fifty, dollar fifty a wing. To okay, so tell me what was it uh, last year? I mean, it was like uh, at least under a dollar. Eighty cents, seventy-five cents a wing. So now it's it's a dollar fifty a wing. Yeah, I used to used to get them fifty cents a wing. And I love eating wings every Wednesday, and so our prices haven't gone up on their Wednesday special. So what it tells me is that restaurants losing money. Yeah. So you know, so talking about that inflation, right? That two percent, and I guess this is where I would love to do some more research on. I just feel like there's so many elements to the inflation that we don't consider. So. You know, this is, I say wings, but across the board, our food has gone up drastically, and mm-hmm. we need to consider raising our prices. Even gloves, right? You know, just simple latex gloves. Really? Yeah, everything's, right? Everything is, yeah. You know, I saw somebody saying that, uh, you know, there's lack of drivers, you know, so gas is probably going to go up higher than it normally does in the mm-hmm. summer. Uh, I can't get a hold of certain tequilas and products because they're slit- sitting on the docks because I saw we don't this, have enough labor to get it unloaded. I saw this you know? McDonald's that... Was offering fifty dollars to just go interview. Hundred, dude. If they what? do a hundred hours, they will give you an extra hundred dollars if you do a hundred hours with them. So here we are. Okay, let's talk about this because you know I started off with the whole stimulus thing, mm-hmm. and here we are still a year later. I think I don't. You know, California, and New York are probably doing some different things, but here in Georgia, where Kemp today is now eliminating the mask. If you know, if you mm-hmm. go into employees, like clearly we just kept moving, and you could see the economical wise we. We're able to strive forward and move forward. But now we're in this weird thing where people don't want to work. And because of that, um, it's causing 
this other type of inflation, right, where the prices are going up. Is that correct? Am I in my? I think yeah, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing right? where you know they people... don't have enough labor to mm-hmm. meet up with the demand. Well, do you think that's because people are demanding more money because of inflation, or because they're getting paid by the government? I think it's because they're getting paid by the government. Like when those two stimulus checks came out, I lost two servers instantly. I have a hard mm. time getting cooks. I have a hard time getting servers. I don't have a hard time getting bartenders because they more often make more money than the managers. So there is a level that people and everybody can make. wants to drink. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a developer the other day, and he said like, "Well, am I am I getting paid more by this whole thing?" I was like, "No, dude, you already make over six figures. I mean, you're uh, you're you're for the point you're priced out. Like it makes no difference to you. But for people that have to decide between working a job that they don't really like and getting free money, which one wins? Yeah, so. it's the under a hundred thousand dollars people that are especially when you get down to under fifty thousand that are taking advantage of this. And and I have mixed feelings because to me, like I'm not upset with those people that are collecting unemployment because in a lot of ways that's me like, all right, we'll take the money anyway because in a sense the government's been taking all this from you anyway and they haven't really kept their integrity on the, mm-hmm. on what they do with the money, you know? So it's like, especially with the whole social security crisis they were talking about back with, you know, Bush, Bush uh, Jr. and all that stuff. And, you know, I guess people our age or younger probably not going to even see the social security and, you know, so all this mismanaging of the money and our taxes, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, we'll get the money while you can't, you know? But at the same time, like I said, the mixed feelings of it's a short-term situation that, in all honesty, it's going to hurt us long-term. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, get the money now. But it, in reality, the, the right thing to do is we really should have cut that off a long time ago. When I got furloughed last year for a month and a half that I had my paid vacation, I needed it. I definitely, for the first time in my life in the service industry, I felt like I did not have job security. Up until that point, I felt like I could go anywhere mm-hmm. and just grab a service industry yeah, job. Yeah, no one expected money in hand. You that know what something I mean? would come where people would not go to eat anymore. Right, public places, right? You know, yeah. even if I'd stayed as a sound guy, I, I was the sound guys yeah. took it a way harder hit. They're just now starting to get back into the swing of things and mm-hmm. doing shows. I see a lot of bands highlight like they're posting their tours. Yep. Makes me kind of happy. Smith Bar just did their first show last mm-hmm. night. You oh, know? first, that's first it. First show wow. since COVID. Yep. Okay. So, you yeah. know, it's, 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 you know, and I, and I, it's just one of those things where, um, in the beginning, I thought that was great and it was needed. Uh, but to clearly politics got involved to prolong it to help sway votes to get certain sides of the parties to mm. get what they want, right? You know, I, I believe there's a component of that. You know, I do. Um, but as I've mulled over it some more and dealt, talked to more people that are still really afraid of COVID. Uh, I, I just moved into a new place, and I fear's a motherfucker. Dude. It is. I moved into a new place, and I'm I'm see a neighbor of mine, and I walk up to her. I'm going to introduce myself, and she like tenses up as I get close, and she's like, "I'm vaccinated, but I still maintain six feet social distance." I'm like, "Okay." So I like stood back and talked to her, and you know, she talked started talking about how, uh, you know, all the, you know, oh if. if if all those rednecks outside of Atlanta would just get vaccinated, then this will all be over with. We don't want any mutant strains coming about and that kind of stuff. And then she started talking about how she didn't quite feel so safe, you know, living inside Atlanta. You know, when she walked up to the CVS, she almost got, you know, jumped by two girls or something like that. And I said, well, look, you know, I just I just moved in. And uh, if you're feeling safe, you know, in this place, just come knock on my door. You know where I live because uh, that's what us rednecks do. I love it. <laughs> I love it, dude. And but, it's, and that's the funny side of it all is like like we all need each other. Yeah. You know? And we and and this in this whole political climate's done a great job of dividing us 
And um, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. right. You're you know, it's one of the biggest changes I noticed because I was started off. You know, I left the city with my service industry job, and I ended up getting a new job out in the suburbs. And you're right, it is day and night. Like, mm-hmm. it literally went from, put that fucking mask on, to like, why the fuck you got that mask on? You know, like, it was just like, I, I don't holy think it, shit, you know, man. I don't like, think it's gotten to that second part, but man, people were really Oh, people literally pulled me aside and was like, because, you know, our company policy was you still mandated wearing the mask? to wear the mask. Yeah. You know, it was our company policy. Okay. You know, our company is going to so abide by the rules. So are people giving you shit about wearing the mask now? Oh, okay. Dude, like, long time ago, like, okay. like months ago i had people pulling me aside and this one guy lectured me he's like you know if you all got together and just stop wearing the mask they can't force you to wear the mask and i was like bro i i woke up and chose to wear this mask like mm-hmm. I, you know like i hear you but i just it's so weird man the it I, i've realized a tremendous amount of things about people in the last year it's it's been very eye-opening about how people operate um people like telling people what to do well the masks are coming off I can tell you right now, a Kroger is a good sign of it. You got to watch the public, right, to get the feel of things. Uh-huh. And since day one of this COVID, um, you know, I've always, you know, going to Kroger, everybody's wearing a mask and uh, go for it. And um, the last few times I've walked into Kroger, I'm seeing a small handful of people just not wear a mask. Are they got vaccinated or are they just like, I don't give a fuck no more? You know, like even though Kroger still has the mask sign out on their door. Yeah, everybody has know, still has a mask sign. Required thing. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, I think I feel guilty now if I don't, and I don't like it that I feel that way because it, you get in the kind of the it, it. What what one thing it showed me about this last year about people is how social norms and cultural norms can come on very quick mm-hmm. and very serious. Yeah, and it's that's exactly what it is, and I've I've likened it to the burqa, uh, because it's something that you know we in the West were kind of like, oh, why would they wear something to cover their face? That's so demeaning and degrading to women. And then it's like, if you don't wear something that covers your face, you're a bad person. You want to kill people. It's like, it's like, oh, so that's how that got started. Yeah. Like, and then, and then the entitlement of uh, people feeling like they feel justified to tell you what to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm a better person because I'm telling you what is best. Yeah. And then you got and that the makes it of like you can't really tell me what to do. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. crazy because it's. Uh, it's it's been interesting, man. This last year has been amazing, and I'm super more interested in the long term effects of this economic situation. Of well, I'll tell you, I was talking trillions and trillions of dollars being printed. You know, like how well, the fuck is that not going to fall through? When we're talking about this, I was actually having a discussion with somebody you know I know through trading. He lives up in Canada, and uh, he's from Romania. He grew up in communism, and he was young. He was about our age, so he was young at that time. But he remembers that. His dad was, uh, wasn't like a connected person. He was like a professor or something like that, but he taught like the policeman's son. Mm. And so he was able to watch all these Western movies because he was able to get his hands on a VCR and stuff like that because he would... Wow, and stuff, stuff we like, take for granted. And, but the other thing was everybody, John Wayne. everybody had a job. Everybody got paid, but there was nothing you could buy with that money. Wow. I mean, the stores were empty, unless you were a member of the party. So there's two things right there. I'm not saying that we're going to communism, but I think there's some lessons from that. Number one, I do think even though we have our differences politically, we have a better system than a one-party you know, communist government. But as far as economics go, I can see how we would get close to a situation like that where everybody's got tons of money and you can't buy anything with it. Yes. And that's what inflation is. It's, it's, it's basically just kind of... Tweaking that button so the currency, you know, 
inflates so that you can not have to pay off all those debts that you're incurring, but it doesn't make it so much that you have hyperinflation and now people can't feed themselves. Because when people can't feed themselves, they tend to overthrow the government. I mean, they're definitely not building decks because lumber is like $10. There's so many memes about like people you know, prostituting themselves out for boards of wood and stuff like that. I got like, lumber in the back. Should I sell it? <gasps> yeah, dude. I bet if you put on put on eBay and just find out. Go. On, like, <laughs> it was like when I had that, that affixing for the Sprite Zero Ginger, and I went on Amazon to see how much the cases were. I was going on all around Atlanta yeah. buying them for like three yeah. bucks because you know how much they were going for Amazon? $50 a case of 12. Yes. I could probably sell my cases right now for more than that. So but they don't make that anymore. Jeez Louise, dude. But as, as the market, man, it's fascinating. I'm I'm debating playing this online game that I play. You know how I'm a big online gamer, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, they're about to release this game that's going to create a lot of real money, like trading with people. Yeah. And I'm watching the market of the in-game currency. Like, everybody's buying it up. And it's just fascinating to see how, like, when you have this shock of demand, how quickly the prices of something rise. Well, I mean, Bitcoin is cryptocurrencies, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, it's getting a little, it's getting a little boring for some people. Yeah, I know. My friends yeah. stop hitting me up on it. Yeah, because not making all time highs. Right before that Coinbase merger, you know, I was, I would, nowadays I just sit back. Everybody's and, in it now. Well, yeah, but exactly, everybody's in it, and there were so many videos of people like YouTubers were talking about like, oh, Coinbase, Coinbase is a merger, blah blah blah, Bitcoin, because that was what was going to go do the algorithms. You know me, I'm like really yeah. aggravated with that whole metagame of just talking about what's hype and not what's useful to make money. Like when I was talking about it, I'm not just tooting my horn here because I didn't like go all in, was when it got down to like 44 and 45, you know, a couple of months ago. That's when I was like, hey, it pulled back to 50% level, the kind of thing that I look at. Yeah, I think you did now it's, it, now it's I do, of course, do a video on it. And now it's come back to that. Now it's interesting. Nobody was talking about it. Yeah. But when it gets up to an all-time high, now it's like, ah. Well, everybody, like, everybody misses the th- FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, it's that's it's just just the reason it's that price is because everyone's looking at it. Yeah. Um, the only way to really make money is to do something people aren't looking at. I mean, and I got I get mad, and I got another friend, Michael, that uh, I work out with, and he he was like, Wes, why are you so pissed off? Clearly, you realize something most people don't. Just like use that as your advantage and don't get pissed off. I'm like, you're right. I don't know why it pisses me off so much. Like people being stupid. Like, it's so obvious to me that when it's at an all-time high, like, it can go higher, but you're at the point of maximum risk, not maximum opportunity. But everyone's always like, oh, it's it's going up. I must buy it. I don't know why it it bugs me so much. It's just so obviously wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be opportunities if you're just patient, but people aren't patient. They they want their Lambo now. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a I'm glad that I was able to have the previous years of experience to able to like not get emotionally into some of this stuff the way I've watched a lot of my friends are getting late onto the hype the Robin mm-hmm. Hood traders all mm-hmm. these people that are just where are they now this year well let's find out because this is where you know everybody can make money on the market going up Everybody can make mm-hmm. money on volatility. They do all that, but when it's slowing down and it's, you know, are they going to give back? You know, right? You what, know, it's the, like the, this the, is this where you find out the real traders and you start weeding out the weak. Yeah, and you know what the easy the answer to that is? It's so easy. It really the of all the years I've been doing this, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm, I'm every day 
I'm still staying consistent with my scans. And I'm, I'm seeing very few opportunities. And when I do see them, I take them. Yeah. But I've gone many weeks uh, oftentimes uh, without any opportunities. And so every day I still do my routine and I still sit there and guess what I do? I trade well. And you know what that means? Doing nothing. Yeah. And that, even though that's the simple, that's the e- literally doing nothing is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Set but your it's alerts. The hardest. Set your alerts and just wait. Yeah. But, it, but doing nothing is the hardest for some that's people. That's why you need distractions. That's why I'm glad I got a job yeah. that keeps me, and like yeah. I said, that's why I rely on the alerts because mm-hmm. to me it's about, you know, trying to set the trap. And mm-hmm. uh, like even this week with the S and P five hundred, um, you know, I had I had a couple of trades that I'm thank God for risk management because you know they didn't turn out to be as awesome, but I didn't lose a lot either or barely very, very minimum. You know, uh, the four hour breakout didn't work out as well. You know, and it's just telling me, all right, this market's not ready to move yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever the market's not ready to move like that on breakout side, I definitely start looking for. I start looking for extreme pullbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, like I want, like I'll set a trade out somewhere, way out on the S and P five hundred. If it pulls back here, it's a serious pullback. Because sometimes it does that. Sometimes it will just like fucking tank. Yeah, and then just take right back off. So, you know, I, I'll start looking for those opportunities and just sit and wait, man. Just watch because it's consolidating like a motherfucker right now between you know the four hour and lower. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, how we feel about consolidations. Those are always opportunities to wind up to do something it's just what is it going to do mm-hmm. is it going to break out or is it going to do a dramatic pullback shake everybody out and then take off you know so mm-hmm. and i like the second half because i think that's ultimately what we do is you got to shake out all the retail traders these robin hood traders and i was i was about to say move, that you know? if you want to make money now i think you're meant and i don't i don't have like a do this 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 i think what you have to do to come up with your own strategy is think thematically okay so and i hate to say it this way but it is the truth Who's losing money right now? Whose money can you take? And I think the money to be taken is, you know, don't don't try to like, you know, buy silver because you're going to beat J.P. Morgan and stuff like that. That's bullshit. What you said about the real t- retail traders is the thing. Retail traders, uh, less and less, less and less over time, but they're still s- stuck in 2020. They're still trying to buy these weekly options and these you know really short term options like they they got rewarded for that they were never really good it just happened to work on some specific tech stocks last year so now they think that's Tesla, what to do yeah, Amazon and I hate to say it and I don't really want to do it but selling premium is is pretty much the only thing that's making money right now the problem though is of course you have that inverted reward to risk where you know you have when the market finally does move when volatility does increase then your sold you know options are going to go in the money and you're going to get a hit but um even though uh that is the case if you're consistent i still think there is money to be made in that but i don't think that people really understand that that's what when people come to me talking about it i try to in in like I try to tell them, you're playing a num- you're you're playing more of a numbers game selling premium than you are doing directional technical analysis. When was the last time you bought an option? Bought an option? Uh, well, I sold the options that I had this week because I had uh, options in Tap because they had earnings. I had options in Comcast because they had earnings. Those were some moderate wins. Like I, I got them on pullbacks to fifty percent, and then my strategy is always to sell right before earnings. What was the spreads like on this? Good, acceptable. What's, um, a, what's a good? Not like what it used to within be. Right? 20, within yeah. twenty, within um, twenty, I won't do any dollar-wise spreads. Ten, Apple, yeah. Spy, 
Um, even Apple gets up to 15. So that so. whole option game's changed over the last two years. Now. Well, you know, you remember when we were doing it back in the day, like if you saw a great technical setup and you went and looked to options, you were like, oh, like you can't take it because, you know, the options weren't there. Yeah. Um, it's always been that way, but you can find opportunities. Um, I'm glad that happened because it forced me to outright buy stocks. And, yeah, and, yeah. And now I'm... I think that's the only real way. That's what I'm trying to tell people to do. I mean, just just be long the market. Like you don't know, you don't know this market's going to crash. Like I said, you don't know the future. But just put your stops in too. Right? Well, or just or just yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna because if it's gonna crash, at least have at, yeah. If you know if you know where your stops are, you can at least realistically know at its worst. That's what you're going to capture, right? Well, the the only reason I'm hesitant to use that because a lot of people I don't think they think as long term as you're thinking. I think when they think about putting in stops, they're thinking about like buying the spy at you know four fifteen and having to stop at four twelve. Like you're probably thinking more in terms of looking at the weekly, right? Yeah. So what that means that necessitates a conversation about position sizing first, where instead of you know leveraging up you know seventy five percent of your buying power into a stock, you maybe only do a little bit less. So I think that's a conversation for people that I don't. I think hopefully people are going to come out of twenty twenty. And then into this year, and with some maturity, you know that five percent of traders that make it, and they're going to realize that um, they have to be a lot more wise about their capital allocation. Um, leveraging up when the market's not moving is just going to just going to cost you money. It's just, oh, yeah, you gotta but, go all in, bro. It's like playing you know, poker. It is, and I want to help people. That's what I'm still there for. Um, you know, I try to guide people in the right way, uh, but sometimes I find that people ask the wrong questions. Like I've been fielding a lot of. Uh, what is the best indicator questions? Yeah. Or, like, what is the best setting for MAs? Yeah, I've noticed is, you've explored a lot of different, um, on your videos, you've been exploring a lot of technical analysis, which I think is really cool. What what kind of response have you been getting on those? People love it. People think I should be a professional educator. And you've been getting a lot of calls on that, I bet. Huh? Well, calls, I say DMs, emails. Yeah, I do. I do. You. And I just don't, I just don't want to take people's money to do it. Like, yeah. I'd rather just do it for free but even though i realize that you know i'm providing a valuable service to people it's a weird thing and this is like a horrible comparison uh back at once upon a time when i wanted to be a gypsy um i lightly got into reading palms Mm -hmm. and it's it's it was i saw the power of reading palms when i would just as soon as somebody heard or was like oh you read palms you know tell me my future you tell me tell me you know i was like ah stick my hand in and i would just i knew enough Right, I knew the basic lines and things like that, and I would get that far, and they're like, "Man, tell me more, blah blah blah." And and and, and it was like one of those things where it was like, I, was like, I could see where charlatans really could take advantage of this, right? Yeah. Like I did not have yeah. the, you know, my integrity did not allow me to be like, "All right, I could really hustle this," you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I I could, or you know, like m- there was a path where I could really study up on this, but I knew to really understand that pseudoscience it takes years you have to like really develop that yeah the key there what you said is integrity like you don't like the same thing with me you don't want your integrity ever challenged like you want to do honest things right but you could hit some basic stuff yeah right especially if you can lure them in with like key elements of their past and then once you got them Mm -hmm. like i saw the hustle i was like wow so hold on let me let me let me let me go on your example here and make you feel better about taking people's money because this is what same kind of thing people come to me about there's a pop fucking read some pops i'll get my whole bar tab paid for eventually you're 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 giving people peace about their lives and you know how they feel about things like they're gonna if they walk out of you know meeting with you and they feel better about themselves have you not created value for them 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Man. No, 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 yeah, but. So I'll, I'll let you continue. Okay. But I'm saying, like, just, just think about that for a second. Like, on the base, you know. It's you, a temporary fix. It is a temporary fix, man. But at the same time, like, you made them feel good. Until you don't. Right? Because well, that's not your fault. That's that's their but problem. But it goes back to what you're talking about with trading. Like, in the comparison of, I grab them in that moment. I make them feel, you know, maybe I was able to, to charlatan my way into, like, hitting some points of, of what they felt inside. But the reality is, is when the future plays itself out and it doesn't add up to what I said, same thing with trading, you help these people trade and they start losing, mm. you know, I feel bad. That yeah, I feel responsible. Fix yeah. of satisfaction, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're. We're all on a lucky streak because the market's bullish until it's not, and then all of a sudden we all start pointing fingers. You're like, "Well, you said blah blah blah," mm-hmm, you know? and mm-hmm, it's just like mm-hmm. uh, it goes back to. You know why I know people do that? Because when I was starting out, I was a little dick, and I did that too. You know, it's like you look for something like you you do something and Listen, wrong, that, and you bro. and you like you don't want to take the responsibility yourself. You want to blame somebody else, did, and you're going to blame that person. The manager. Mm-hmm. My staff, my employees, even myself, constantly going back and 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 you know I'm fortunate enough to be mature enough to to at least maturity. take some account, yeah. take some accountability and that's why and, you are where you are and maturity well, yeah and, and but unfortunately how do you get that point passed across time nah people gotta like grow up <laughs> it's, that's all there is to it man like you you can't it's it goes back to that whole Jocko thing of radical self ownership you know I'm gonna credit him with that it's it's a really good way to put it. Uh, especially in the trading world or in management or anything. But like, that's the great thing about trading. Trading, trading. If if it's going to do one or two things, it's going to bring out the worst of you or the best of you. Uh, I grew the first part. <laughs> but maybe it can bring out the best. Clearly, okay, explain to me how it can bring out the best. Because just like you said, you agree with the first part, mm-hmm. right? So now you obviously got to take a moment. And understand that part about being the worst, right? It, here's a phrase: it teaches you in about my yourself. humility, I am free. Okay, humility free. Okay, you mm. have yet to find that moment of humi- embracing that humility, because mm. it's brought out the worst of you. Mm. You got to figure out why you feel that way, so it can transition to where it brings out the best in you. Mm. And it's that transition of you recognizing your faults, your 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 flaws. And embracing those losses and bringing them mm-hmm. into winners, right? It's yeah, a, that yeah. whole transition of taking accountability. Like you hate taking losses. I hate it, and it drives you nuts, and it but, will ruin your day. But even though you know for a fact you're gonna take losses, yes. oftentimes more losses than you do winners. But you learn more so from again, your losses. Yeah, bringing out the worst of you or bringing out the best of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's how you that's handle what I love it, about yeah. trading because it's it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. There's no team in it. Really isn't. Yeah, I. Pff, it's I an kinda, eye sport. I miss having our team, man. Though yeah. I miss having that office, man. Hey, cheers hey, to that. Cheers, cheers to that. that. Yeah, yeah, man. This is our office. It is, but um, I want to get the. I'd like to get the gang back together, maybe one of these days. I talked to talked to you know Benny about it. Um, you know, kind of like, hey, what's what do you think about this? And he was like, yeah, maybe. But um, I want to have an office. I want to have a fun someday. Um, I'm working towards that. I think so. Get involved, man. We gotta have a virtual office. Nah, that defeats the purpose. You know what I miss about working at a job? Monthly cookouts. I miss that. I miss, like, at my old company, we had, um, we would have, like, birthday. You know, you don't want to celebrate birthdays every day. So we'd have enough people where at least, like, two or three people would have a birthday every month. And so I had this idea. I went to the management. I was like, hey, like, 
if you get a grill, if you pay for a grill, I'll, you know, cook. And if you pay for the food. And I thought it was going to be like a hard sell. I came in there like ready to present like how this great team building. And they were like, oh, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Go for it. I was like, Psh. And so I loved it. I love doing that. I'm going to take that idea. Oh, you got enough employees to do a cookout or something like that? How many restaurants have I touched? Dude, so it, this company I work for, I have touched every restaurant but one. Everybody loves it and everybody enjoys it. There's no downside except the money and you write it off as a business expense. Well, I'm just going to do it more so as personal team building amongst ourselves. That's what I'm saying, man. There's no downside to it. You know, we Except just get together. You. So, uh, and I got this empty house doing nothing. So we'll just. Oh, come you over. doing over here? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk my bosses into it. But it'll be more of a, Why you not? know, a get together. And I just, didn't think so either. Why don't you just go to him and say like, "Hey, let's have a team building thing." You know, because our company handbook suggests that I shouldn't even be getting involved like that. With what? Our employees. Your company handbook is BS. It's actually, uh, <laughs> in all honesty, it's it's a, it's you, a HR situation, and uh, I totally get it because you involve food and alcohol and fun times. Oh, they want people hooking up. Oh, well, yeah. that's a restaurant, man. You're in the food service uh, industry, man. Oh, okay, it's a yeah. little bit different. See, when I worked at the company, it was a bunch of nerdy dudes. So yeah, it's it's a little different. A little yeah. different. Yeah, a little different. A little yeah. different. Yeah. 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 You got the you bartenders with, the, with the, food. Co- <laughs> the bartenders with the cooks and uh, yeah, man, man, do you remember at Smith's? What was that guy that uh, that bar back that just like he dated all the bartenders? Like it was like, oh, oh yeah, God, it was just it was one of those it was one of those examples oh, of a guy. Chris, 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 it was one of those examples yeah. of guys that's just like he has he has he's not like. He's not like a football player. Dude, I, he's not a rock star. What do you think he's I started off? I was a barback, and I totally knew what he yeah. you know, and, and and it's and listen, man. As a manager, <laughs> ain't gonna lie, man. I miss barback and I miss bartending because I miss the that that lifestyle of being a rock star. Now it's like you know I have to watch everything I say, mm. not just you everything. Censor say. yourself. Censor yourself. Oh my God! It's it, anything and everything can be used against me to 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 shoot it all down. You mm. know, like accidentally brush up on someone. You know, like it's just and it's not even just girls, dude. It can be anybody. You know, because everybody identifies whatever they want to be these days. You know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like. It is, it is, it's at times nerve wracking because you know how open my personality is and how free and spirited I am. You know, so I know, I know what your personality is. To be reserved, yeah. <laughs> you got to throw the just wink, walk, huh? You got to throw the wink in there too. Uh, the wink, the wink. Nah, you just, you just walk, like somebody says, I, like, I remember hanging out with you at your professional setting and somebody say something to you that, like, I didn't know, but you knew maybe one of your employees, they'd say something trying to get a rise out of you and you just feel like, <laughs> I was like, I see how Mike's handling that. He's not giving any response, just smiling and keeping silent. That's the way you handle shit like that. I definitely, uh, definitely got a good, good handle on that type of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, too, that just goes back to like taking the more you take your ego, and this goes back to talking about trading. We were talking about that brings the best and the worst. Of you. If you could just take your ego out of a lot of the situations. Man, you'd be surprised how much stuff mm. just runs so much smoother. Man, I wish I, I, I every once in a while I need a reminder in that for sure. Like I've been doing this for many years. And he like, does a motherfucker, yeah, man. man. It's 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 so funny. Like you get into that's why you have rules. You got to have rules. Like I had a situation recently with a trade where I was in it and something was different about this trade. The numbers on it were off. Yeah. Uh, so it had to be smaller. So because it was a smaller size trade. When it got to my target, I was like, oh, I'm not going to take profit here because it's already a small trade anyway. Yeah. 
And from that point, I got even got a technical signal that I should take profit. But because I had told myself that this was different, uh, I wasn't going to follow my rule. Bro, that's one thing. I don't fuck mm-hmm. around, bro. I and fucking yeah, take you gotta, profit so quick, dude. I don't care anymore. Well, see, the thing is, like, in the moment, like, sometimes I'll, pay, I'll take it too quick. But you know what? Yeah. It looks good in my account now. You know, rules and discipline. Yeah. Rules and discipline. And ego makes you step away from that. So, yeah. But it was, it was, you know, I learned my situation was from greed and desperation, you mm. know, wanting to, wanting to this to work out to the point where I can get out of the workplace. And then I mm. had to have a real conversation with myself of, you know what, man, it's an emotional thing you got to get rid of. It will happen in time, but you got to stick to it. And before you know it, it'll eventually come to fruition, but it's not going to happen on your timeline. Man, I really like that is like the number one thing that I see in the people that join like my social media and stuff like that. Like they they're tired of their jobs and they want to trade. Um they think it's it appears to be easy. And if they do a couple of weeks they realize it's not quite so easy. But if I was gonna like really sit down and teach people professionally, it would be because I had a framework for that. It's like this is what you do to solve your problems. But the reality is there isn't something like that. And and so that's why I don't put anything out there as like a class because most of the people who are going to come to me are going to come with that same thing. It's like, hey, I love trading. I'm really fascinated by it. This is the career that I want to do. Teach me how to do this as a career. And I don't really know the step one, step two, step three to that because the reality is it takes years just to get to a point where you've alleviated a lot of the basic mistakes. And a lot of people, they want a solution now. And so they're not willing to put in that time. So it brings out the worst and the best of you, bro. Yeah. And the problem is, though, like a lot of people that work a regular job, they have such a hard time trading because, uh, say, they work, you know, five days you a week. You have to hold yourself accountable. This is what a job does. And this is mm-hmm. why a job has somebody over you, standing over you giving you the threat and the fear of if you don't show up, you can lose that. There's none of that in trading. Mm -hmm. You have to create that own fear on yourself and hold yourself accountable. And 99% of the most people in the world are not that disciplined to do that for themselves. True, true. It brings out the worst and the best of you. Yeah, it does. There's a reason why the rich are the 1%. Why? Because they inherited it? Or a smaller point, one point one 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 zero one 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 whatever the factor of it, somebody actually holds themselves accountable. You know, some people are crazy but their crazy happens to be like in the right direction that's what i've kind of decided like elon musk i like the word eccentric eccentric elon musk is crazy is a crazy dude you listen to him talk for five minutes you know that he's not a normal person yeah um unfortunately there's some not normal people that are not able to make it let's talk about something we can relate to how many Uh owners have you known right because i've worked Mm. for a lot of owners and i could tell you the most consistent thing i've seen is they're all eccentric Mm-hmm. They all march their own beat, and they all have these weird quirks about them. And I, I coming from the fine dining, made a reputation of working with high maintenance people. Mm-hmm. So I've always connected and done very well with bosses that everybody was trying to shelter me from because they're always like the same thing. Oh my God, if you get around, you know, I'm trying to protect you from them because everybody that gets involved, they end up getting fired or quit or whatever. They can't handle it. And I'm like, well, let me get in there and figure out how I deal with them because I've learned that these guys just are real particular about what they want, but they're very consistent and mm-hmm. routine about what they're particular about. 
Mm-hmm. They're very conscientious of and what they do. That's why they're successful, is because mm-hmm. they're consistent in their routine. It's a little corkish at times. Mm-hmm. It's a little extreme in the measures and emotional, you know, the up and down and, and all that stuff. And I've learned with every boss, they're like that. They're just like to the point dry and, you know, hey, time is money kind of scenario. And, and, and they don't really give a fuck about your feelings. And that's why I let you, they, have, they surround themselves around these management teams that kind of protect them from those people. But it's like they're all centric, bro. Well, I, but for my sake, something about that to be at the level of success. When I was working in IT and I had like about 40 different clients and that kind of stuff, I, I learned, you know, they were results. They wanted results, and they were always concentrating on their ROI, return on investment. Um, those were the kind of the couple of traits that I came up with. As far as personality goes, <laughs> at the time I was younger, I probably I probably should look back and reflect a little bit better, but it, of an immature interpretation of dealing with people that were small business owners, uh, I felt like they were so hard to work with, that's why they started their own business. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they, they did not play well with others. and the, that, was, that was probably... It, plays exactly into what you were saying because they were so meticulous but in a lot of ways i think my i think my immature interpretation of that when i was in my you know 20s was that they were really hard to deal with because they but now later i look at it as what i said they're results driven and you know if they weren't they didn't have time for bullshit because they're running a business yeah and so you know you either could get it done you get it done quickly or i need to find somebody else and so it's I can respect that a lot more now because that's what gets things done. So, yeah. Get it done. Get her done. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. Well, look, man. Mm. I know it hasn't been an exciting month. It's been boring. Well, this has been an exciting time. Well, honestly, between yeah. me and you, I don't know about the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a good time. You're in a good place in life. We were just talking about it earlier, the yeah. things we were talking about. I'm in a good place in life. Uh, there is much love in our lives. I hope all these other traders so, are in a good place in life. I do too, man. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Out here in traffic, people are getting back about their lives. So yeah, I think things. Man, are kind of, you know, one year later, even this though is one year even later. though Biden's taking credit for uh, America get back on track, you know, I think America needs to give themselves credit for getting themselves back on track. I don't normally because it talk definitely about wasn't that politics. But I will say this: I say that about the whole statistics. We're looking at a bullish thing. Biden is the best president we've ever had because he's doing nothing. Let's make money at it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right, see you next time.